Well, hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, first giving honor to God who's ahead of my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day, for this morning, this afternoon, and this evening. New day, new way. Yes, thank you, Father, for just giving me the blessings to rise and get started this day. Thank you for all that you're going to do and that you're doing right now. Continue to do. In your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, yes, yes. Got to give praise and honor to the one who brought us in, okay? Look here, hey, I got some stuff for you guys today. Man, I have been searching through some stuff, and look, I'm going to tell you, I know I may have went off on a tangent, but um, I want you guys to know that this is real. Um, some things that I have embarked on and I want you guys to take a listen to because it is really important for you to have a clear understanding of what it is that this business can bring to you. So again, I have the wonderful Mika Saunders who's going to talk to you today. She's going to bring some information about recruiting and what it takes and where it will take you. But you have to put your skin in the game. That's all it is to it. You got to want it. And if you want it bad enough, you will do it. It's just that simple. There are some simple things that needs to take place, but it takes you and your coach. You have to be coachable to understand what it is. So here we go. We're going to go with uh, Miss Mika Saunders. I'm going to give you a little bit of something that um, this lady brought, and she is deep. So... Without any further ado, here I go. And um, getting off to a fast start, okay? Because it's super important. If you want to build a business here, you must focus on recruiting. Um, but before I do that, I do want to shout out uh, the top flight winners. You know, we went to the J-Lo concert. We had a pool party. We hung out with the greats. Uh, so congratulations to everyone who won that competition. Uh, shout out to Danielle Wiggins, Maria Beecher, and Brittany Turner, all from the co-op who won. We had an amazing time. Uh, thank you, Julie Seaman in the home office for hooking that up for us. Um, but just so you all know, I came into the business as a registered nurse, okay? I came in six months pregnant uh, with people already thinking that, hey, she's in, but she's going to have a baby and she's probably not coming back, okay? Because, you know, you get people into the business and they have challenges and they may disappear at some point, right? But I worked for a few months part-time, came back after having a baby and went full-time, but I had a mindset of making sure that I stayed in this thing. See, I worked since I was the age of 15. So your goal should be to go ahead and recruit people who are independent people, um, who are used to working, who doesn't mind going ahead and putting in that hard work. So what attracted me to the business was more so of making more money in less time. Anybody like making more in less time? Okay, so as a registered nurse, you know, making about $400 in a whole 12 hour overnight shift, but to be able to make more of that in Primerica, that's what attracted me to the business. So I came into the business with that independent mindset Started to write about 5000 in personal premium. Uh, went to a meeting and heard Tanya Poe talking about 10000 in personal premium, right? So I started to do that. And I went back home and my RVP told me, hey, I want you to keep doing exactly what you're doing, but add recruiting. 
right? So I heard him when he said, they said, keep doing everything that you're doing, but add recruiting. So once I added recruiting, the personal production went up, the team production went up, the licenses, the cash flow, everything just started to go up. So what I understood at that point is that with recruiting, everything else comes, right? So with recruiting, everything else comes. So any issue or frustration that you have in this business, if you focus on going to get you a direct, I'm sure it will solve those problems. Keep your focus on recruiting and getting more people. See, one thing that I understood is that we go to a lot of meetings, right? We attend a lot of meetings. And what I also realized is that they're saying the same things over and over and over again, but not enough people are going out to do what they're telling us to do. Right? So we hear recruit, get a direct, drill for a level Z. We hear all of these things, but how many people are doing them, right? So make a decision to focus on that recruiting part. See, I remember having a wave of individuals that came into my business and they were getting frustrated very fast. And um, I went to MIT and I pulled Susan Carrion to the side and I said, hey, I have this one girl. She has what it takes. She could be a regional vice president, but she's, she's kind of fizzling out. She's getting frustrated. What do I need to do? And she looked at me, because I guess that was probably a stupid question, but she looked at me, but she said, go get more people, more people, more people, more people. And that stuck with me. So once we focus on getting more people, each person, each individual that we bring into the business, they have an entire outlet. They have a whole nother market of people that we don't know. So if you're always getting more people, you can't get frustrated because you always have someone to go out into that field with. So always focus on that recruiting. You must always be prospecting. Everywhere you go, you must always be prospecting, looking for that next stud, looking for that next superstar for your business. See, I was prospecting in the cold market at a party. I was about six months pregnant at a housewarming party. And um, Tanil Maller walked up to me and asked me if I had the proper life insurance and investments outside of the job. Now, I thought I did, but I still took her car. She sat down with me and she gave me the presentation. And I was that recruit that said, hey, I, or that prospect that said, hey, I want to do some research. Right. So I told her that, but she got me to the opportunity meeting and I joined the business. But she had her antennas up. She was always prospecting, looking for that next person that could change her business. So you must always be looking for that next person, even at the KT. See, are you just excited about writing that sale, making that one-time check? Are you excited about bringing that next person to see a business that could explode it? Always be prospecting. You should never leave an appointment without getting more names and numbers. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They go to these appointments, they're training and they're field training people, and they're not, not leaving with more inventory. And then at some point they have no one to go and see. So don't make that mistake. If you're field training people, make sure you're always getting more names, more names, more people asking about who, who's sharp, who's a business owner, right? Always looking for that next person. So I want you guys to understand too, this whole saying of you're one recruit away from an explosion. You guys have heard that before, right? You've heard that, right? So it takes some time before you can see the explosion, but see what you got to realize is that you have to go through so many people before you see the explosion. See, I have my, my first RVP, Cassandra Cortez, who recruited Danielle Williams, our second RVP, all right, who recruited a young lady named Chrissy. Then we went down to Jackie, then Sonia, then Darkest, Damien, and then Demira. So we have a bunch of people that we had to go through to get to that explosion. So sometimes you have to go eight levels deep or you have to recruit 10 or 20 people in order to get that one explosion. See, how many of you are willing to go out and recruit that many people to find the people that you're looking for? Right? See, one recruit away from an explosion. 
But so many times you'll get a, a one recruit and you say, oh, this is it. This is going to be the one. This person's going to be great. And we put our all into that one person. And then when we don't get the results that we're looking for, we get discouraged. See, no, your goal is not to put everything into just that one person. Your goal is to put them into the field, right? Put them in front of more people. Take them to the KT so that you can find more and more people. That's what it's about. So always be looking for that next person, you all. Have that focus on recruiting all the time, right? So I have to talk to you guys about getting people off to a fast start. That's that's the main topic for me today. So once you recruit someone, all right, you got to set those appointments right away. Get the new recruit or recruit ASAP. ASAP, I mean the same day if you can. Get that new recruit or new recruit ASAP. Get them that three by three bonus so that they can get paid. You came here to make money, right? Right, so people come here to make money, so make sure you get that bonus for your people. Show up to every, have them show up to everything so that you can shield them. It's so important to get our people into the environment, right? Because there's so many negatives out there in the world and people attacking our new recruits. We have to make sure we get them into the winning environment as soon as possible so that we can shield them and show them how to be successful. We must race them to district leader. District is where it starts, you all. You have to race them to district leader as fast as possible. See, we always say, I want to get to RVP, but an RVP is just a, a highly paid field trainer. But it starts as district, right? So race your people to district and make sure they get licensed. See, if you build a team under someone, if you show them how to get paid, guess what? They're going to get licensed, right? So if you do all of those things, they'll go ahead and get that license that they need. So I encourage you all to sell out to recruiting, sell out to building. If you really want to live your dreams here, that's what it's about. It's about building a business. Did anyone come here to be self-employed? Did anyone come here to work and be at KT's for the rest of their lives? Not at all, right? We came here to build a business. Yes, yes, yes. So that's some, man, that's some powerful, powerful stuff. The young lady, she brings it every time she speaks. She has some very, very key points, you know, about recruiting. That's the main focus that you need to be on, prospecting, getting more people into your business and helping other people that's where it all comes that's where the magic happens so all i have to say is this listen up to all this good information that i'm bringing you guys is to inform you and let you know that this opportunity is for real it is changing lives it is helping people it really is and it's going to help you if you take that opportunity and do what your heart desire you to do all right so hey i just want to leave that with you and um, i'm gonna go and do a station break but i'm looking forward to any of you guys that want to just help out with subscription you can join just hit the subscribe button follow button you know share it send it off to some friends some other people that you may think want to hear this information and get it out to the masses because that's what it's all about we looking to build and build big you know, because we all want to make some money. We all want to make some real good things happen in some people's lives as well. So, hey, without that, without any other further ado, I'm going to take a little station break and I'll get back to you with some more real, real good stuff. Peace.
Hey, 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 all right, we're gonna get back to it. I got some things here. Man, I have opened up a floodgate. And when I say open the floodgate, I opened a floodgate. Look here, I'm gonna go back to a little bit of something that I really want you guys to hear. This is what I call a thirsty thought. Um, this whole segment here today. Um, first, let me take a second to give God thanks for all that you have done. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything that you're doing in my life and that you're going to do. Continue to help and guide me in the way that I need to go. Thank you, Lord, for this day, this morning, this afternoon, this evening. Father God, it is all you, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, let's get back to it. Like I said, hey, I have to give give God his 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 props because uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. But look, we're gonna step back, and I have found something that I really would like for you guys to hear. It is the founder, wife of Art Williams, Miss Angela Williams. She's gonna share some very key concepts on what it is about this business that keeps you strong, keeps her strong, and helps build profitable organization. Because that's what it's all about. When the days come to an end, you have to look at yourself, look at your spouse, look at your partner, and say, this is where we are, this is what we will do, and this is how we're gonna continue to do it. So with anything, that I could say I love this because it is really very inspirational and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just share this information with you Miss Angela Williams he does that Bobby you know that if he if he hears you speak and he or you say something that he thinks brilliant or great or cute or if he gets a laugh it becomes his. He's a smart man. He's a smart man. But anyway, I had to go back and kind of tweak a few things that I want to share with you today. But, you know, from my perspective, he's an amazing coach. I've said that he was the best coach in the world. As good as he is in business, he was even better as a coach. And as a wife, it was wonderful to watch him coach and build football teams. Well, he's built a team in, this, in the company. That was A.O. Williams. That was his team. And uh, when I started thinking about teamwork and what it means to build a team, uh, one of the things that I think made us stand out and be successful above things in the past, that's why no other company has probably followed in our footsteps, is that we started our team at the home first. We looked at husbands and wives and what was going on at the home. Art and I were a team, we did life together. And uh, we had different roles because I saw myself first as his helpmate, his wife, the mother to our children, and then a homemaker. Now I had an education, I had a master's degree, I taught school for seven years and I had ambitions to do things too. But we shared in what our goals and dreams were. We argued about it a lot, you know, and we had to come to a conclusion on who was gonna win the argument. And I would love to say it was me, but I don't think so. I think I had to kind of follow along behind him. Can you imagine me leading him very far? That would be a hard task. 
But anyway, we were a team and we saw the importance of that. And we also grew, grew up in the 40s and 50s. Life was different then. My mom stayed at home, his mom stayed at home, our fathers worked, and I loved watching my mother and how she took care of my dad and how she laid out his clothes in the morning, got up, she rose before anybody else. She was truly a Proverbs 31 woman. And she did, I mean, she took care of the money, she took care of the house, she took care of the cars, she took care of repairs, and I watched her do that. And I grew up with that as an example. And then the women in those days were all Martha Stewart's. Truly, I mean, there was there were china on the table, there were flowers on the table, the menus were unbelievable. They cooked. Art left school for school every day, eating homemade pie or homemade cake. You know, and families had breakfast together and they had dinners together, and it was a it was kind of an idyllic life as we and it really wasn't. There was no such thing as a perfect family, perfect you know, husband, wife, parent, whatever. But from our perspective, it was wonderful. And I loved what I saw. I loved what I grew up with. And I wanted to emulate that for my family. So those were priorities that we had. And Art's mother was always famous for saying this. She had sayings kind of like Art, and you've heard them over and over and over again. And one of the things she said was, being a wife, mother, and homemaker is a full-time job. And if you do it well, it really is. It's hard work. And my role changed over the years based on three things. Our income. When we weren't making much, I was cleaning the toilets, mopping the floors, doing the groceries, helping make clothes for the children, doing whatever needed to be done. That changed over the years as our income improved. The second thing was that my role depended on the ages of our children. When you have a lot of little kids at home, that's kind of where you need to be. And we had dinner, we had lunch recently with uh, the Quigleys, Mary and Kevin, and their two daughters. And the, the oldest, her husband just came back from the Miami trip, and they have four kids, two, four, six, eight. She homeschools. She's at home. He's an RVP working in the business. So everybody's home life and home situation is a bit different but you do what works best for you and your family, wherever you might be in life at the moment. And then the third thing, which was the hardest, was doing what Art wanted, doing what he wanted me to do, because that was constantly changing, and I'm not a very flexible person, I admit. And so when he comes and says, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, I said, are you kidding? I said, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can do that. But anyway, we argued. I didn't step in line. I was not the obedient spouse, you know, that you're supposed to be all the time. I was a difficult sale. But he put up with me, and we worked life together. And we still are trying. Now, Art got me into the office when he moved to Atlanta full time. And y'all have heard my story. And that was basically a turning point to get in there to see what I didn't know what he was doing part-time I knew he we were making some money and we we're putting money away and that was wonderful but I didn't understand the buy term invest the difference concept like I should I got in the office and I learned I said dad gummit we're doing wonderful things for the consumer I can't believe this and so I was a, I made he made a big sale teaching me things and me hearing things and then I heard him to say say to people that he recruited you do this you do that and i'll help you that's a pretty big responsibility 
And I felt some of the same obligation he felt because I grew to love those people and know those people. They became friends. So then I said, okay, you, you're out every night, but I know what you're doing and this is great. You know, and I became a teammate to him in a different way. Now he got me in the office using three words. It wasn't, I love you. He said, I need you. And then he followed that up with lots of compliments. You notice how great he is at giving compliments? Oh, you're so good at this, Angela. You are so good at that. And you can make a huge difference. And I heard that repeatedly. It's kind of a little bit of his OCD issue. Over and over again, I heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it. And after a while, I said, you know, he, he says he needs me. And he was sincere about it. He was true. He also couldn't afford a secretary. I was real cheap. But anyway, I got into the office based on how he, I always have said, he's the master manipulator of the universe. And I have been his target practice for how many years? 58 years, whatever it is. A long time. But he is a he's a he's brilliant and if you don't study him in this regard you're crazy he's a brilliant motivator and he gives praise and compliment compliments to people in the most unbelievable way and it's sincere you can look at that little round face and those blue eyes and you know that he loves you and the way he hugs you you know that he cares about you and he says these the most important thing he did last night and the most fun thing was watching him talk about people and giving them t-shirts right i mean you need to be better we all need to be better at that and i think he's been the master of that so anyway be a motivator as he is teamwork at home we realized that this had to occur in everybody everybody's home that we recruited for them to be successful it's going to be very hard to be successful if you don't have that support that you need whatever it might be at home and uh, we sensed that and so we got involved with passing the message on to the spouses and to the families and trying to have them see the model that we were trying to set uh, for them to live by saying this is the best thing to do this is the best way to do it let's get the partners in there and it, it, if nothing else for them to just say you have my blessings I understand what you're doing and I give you my blessings that would be the least but that could be the most important thing that happens now when we were doing this in the early days we were young we were in our 20s and 30s we were raising children raising babies and trying to build the business at the same time I look at the company, I look at the years we spent in the company, and I look at all the dynamic couples, and you start thinking about them and naming them, those in your organization, those that meant a lot to you as role models. And there was a strength there that was really unbelievable. And one reason this has not been duplicated in other companies it's because nobody believes that the spouse is important. They have meetings and only the people that represent the company at a management level or sales level, they're taken on trips, they're brought into meetings, but they would never think of inviting the spouse to sit in to listen and learn. So that's one reason this has not been duplicated, I believe, in my heart. 
I mean, they, they, no company even hires relatives because they look at it as nepotism. And we don't believe that. We think the stronger the family is united and whatever it is the goals are, the better for the business. I yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Miss Angela. And so many more that is in this. Man, you guys, if you want to find out more about this, I tell you, it's Thursday Thoughts to Satisfy Man, uh, Mind. Um, Satisfied Mind by Angela Williams is on YouTube. You can find it. But like I said, it's very strong. It's very good. Um, she goes over some very integral parts of how to be a key partner in developing this business with your spouse. And as earlier in the, the, the segment with Mika Saunders, he tells you about her 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 coming into the business still uh, pregnant and and everything and and she went on to make a really great business so keep in mind partnership is a key integral part if you're engaged if you have a fiance if you have a boyfriend girlfriend some significant other in your life kind of invite them into this opportunity as well even though it may be difficult to see them um, in it, but just let them know what it is that you're doing so that they can understand your struggle and what it is that you're working towards. So just stay blessed, stay on top, and it's all gonna make out for the better. So just keep it going and uh, we're gonna make this thing happen. So like I said earlier, hey, I. Really applaud you guys for chiming in, giving responses, uh, and letting me know what it is that I've been helping with. Um, please, please, please share this information with some friends, family, co-workers, anyone that you may have um, in your uh, mind that is a like-minded person um, and would like to have more information about this company and what it is that we stand for because it is a really great company and we are really helping some families make some really really great changes uh, for the better so stay tuned i got more to come and uh you guys have a wonderful wonderful day stay blessed peace